This is Upload Media. to other that was so spongebob of me it kind of was yeah. that surprised me a little bit it surprised me too we're back your favorite podcast hosts this is othered uh, it's othered ah uh, uh, the podcast for people that feel different or othered right or are activists mm. Mm, activism minority cultural podcast situation Yes. <laughs> it's Sarah and Kayla. That's I. That's us. We're here. We're here. And we're queer. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming back for another episode. We're so proud of you for listening to our podcast, honestly. We'd like, be look even at you go. prouder if you would go to Upload Media and subscribe. For only $10 a month, um, you can get exclusive things. Such as like yeah. behind the scenes <laughs> takes. I don't know the word. Extra I was episodes. For. Extra like episodes. That. Bonus footage. You'll have like I don't know. First call to like you know tickets to events that we do and things like that. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Network wide. Mm-hmm. It's and good for you. You'll also be supporting local creators. Mm, and we know you like to support local. so Support that shit. Exactly. Subscribe. Mm. And follow us on Instagram at OtheredThePodcast everywhere. Yeah, send Sarah a nice DM. Tell her how beautiful she is because she's gorgeous. You have access to the DMs too. I do. You can also DM me. <laughs> DM if you want. us. Because <laughs> we're both on there unless you're a fucking fascist. Right. Then I don't want to hear from you. No, we don't. No. <laughs> anyway, that was quite the intro. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. How are you, my um, love? I'm good. I'm a little frazzled. I, uh, I've i had like a jam-packed day already. It's oh, like yeah? only two o'clock in the afternoon and I've already worked a shift and I've drank a whole pot of coffee and um, spent you know a lot of time outside. So I've like sweat a little bit i've mm-hmm. like gotten some steps in yeah you know i woke up at like seven o'clock which is <gasps> not no. normal for me what the hell day is this i don't even know who are you right what now? is this <laughs> who are you and what have you done with you know caleb this is what sobriety has done to me it's like turning me into an old man i go to bed at like 10 o'clock and i wake up at seven now which is absurd you're almost on my schedule i know <laughs> life is getting hard i know it's it's been it's been a transition <laughs> we'll say that Oh, we love a good transition. <laughs> How exciting. I know. What about you? Um, I have the worst headache on the planet today. Oh, no. I know. I'm not very happy. Um, I went to Kismet Coffee and Bloom uh, today. Those are some of my favorite people. I, I know because I went to get a latte and I ended up getting two lattes because I didn't know what flavor I wanted. So I got vanilla. You did a little mix and match situation. I, did. I got a vanilla one and I got a Palo Santo one. Ooh. I know it was really interesting. interesting. And when she said that, I was like, yes. I've always I will like take I've it. thought about that. That thought has come into my mind. Like, is Palo Santo a, a flavor that you can ingest? Or yes. is it just incense? It is absolutely ingestible. Okay. Edible. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes, I liked my <laughs> one better. Yes, it's edible. Yeah, it's this uh it's a little bit more syllable in there. 
Yeah, just one more. <laughs> anyway, I went and the barista was like, what are you doing today? And I was like, I'm about to go record a podcast. And she asked what it was about. And I told her. And then I said, and I record it with my friend Caleb Scales. And as soon as I said your name, her little face lit up. Oh, stop. And she was like, I love Caleb. And I was like, of course you fucking do. Everyone loves Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. No, Yikes. Kidding. But everyone no. loves you. And it's cute that everywhere I go, I can just say your name and people light up. Truly. I really do love people. I feel like in this town, it's still shocking to me like how many how many times you know i'll go out or i'll just be walking on the street and i'll run into people that i know Mm -hmm. like honestly it reminds me of my dad because my dad was the same way like we couldn't go anywhere in albuquerque without him knowing somebody or them being like oh my god it's mark or hey mr scales because he was a teacher too so like he would just always run into people and people Mm -hmm. always loved him and i don't know so it kind of makes me happy that i'm like my dad in that way you know oh you're so cute oh yeah it's exciting (sighs) and I like that for you. Mm, thank you. But I thought maybe I'd get like a discount after <laughs> I threw your name out. No, they'd no. likely to be charging more, I think. No, I'm going to keep trying, though. I'll just go to every <laughs> restaurant in town and be like, Caleb um, Scales? I know Caleb. And see so. if they'll be like, so? Just name drop. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Caleb? <laughs> but everyone does know you, so it's really Whatever. cute. And that was pretty much the highlight of my day. I finished the palo santo one Mm. and now i'm on to the vanilla latte yeah which one's your favorite honestly they taste quite similar oh interesting there's like a little sweetness with the palo santo Mm -hmm. one and like a hint of earthy yeah but um yeah i like both of them i don't have a favorite Mm. that's my libra energy i can't choose yeah (laughs) the libra energy for sure Mm -hmm. indecisive is af af yeah yeah (laughs) I feel like your mom would be so proud of me. I almost said the F word. I don't think and she cares when you say it. I think she cares oh. when I say it. You don't say well, it. Well, it was that just often. funny. You know, the last time we ran into her or I ran into her, she was talking about the swear jar. Oh, yeah. I was like, we talked about that in the first season. Yes. Uh, this is like the only city, honestly, where you can like run into your bestie yeah. at like two o'clock <laughs> at lunch. We like went, unplanned. Yeah. We went to lunch, my mom and I, last week. And all of a sudden, Caleb walks in. And I was like, well, there's Caleb. Actually, my mom was like, is that Caleb outside? And I was like, where? And then it was. And Surprise. you were there. And yes, she mentioned how much she loves our podcast, mm, which thanks, she might mom. be a little biased. But then she's like, what happened to your swear jar? And I was like, well, I think we're, not that we've quit our jobs, we can't afford the swear jar anymore. Right. <laughs> we're running low on the chaos. Yeah, we got to keep it. Yeah. Keep it right in our pocket. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've made some improvements. Yeah. Like oh. in general. <laughs> you and your life. In, no, with your swearing. Your life has improved. <laughs> with swearing. Oh, right. That too. You don't think I have? I think you have. I mean, I guess I haven't really noticed. I'm not like trying to pay attention too much. Oh. You know, I'm trying to keep my side of the street clean. I'm not really worried Smart. about your side of the street. You know That's what I mean? Good. Like, I care about your sign. Uh-huh. But not enough But I'm not going to try notice. to clean it up for you. You know oh. what I mean? It's not my job. It's not my responsibility. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know. I listened to our first couple episodes, and I was like, yeah, you swear a lot less. Sarah, I mean, I the bar was so really low. Damn, fucking proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> it sounds more eloquent when you swear than it does when I swear. Oh, uh, thank you. Question mark. Or is that just like internalized sexism that women shouldn't swear? 
well, maybe that's why I swear so much is I'm overcompensating for my womanhood. Mm. I don't know. It just feels good in my soul. So yeah. I keep doing it. Sure. But also I realize that I, it doesn't sound great. Mm. Like it sounds great. The first couple F words. And I'm as sure we move on good. towards like an hour long episode, yeah. it's like, okay. All right. Take it easy. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. Let's choose a new <laughs> word. <laughs> So I'm working on it. Okay. Well, I love that. And it shows. It's beautiful. Okay. You acted like it didn't show. Well, I just, you know, you said that you noticed and I was like, okay, that's great. <laughs> I'm just going to go with that. I'm going to okay. run with that. Well, I'm going to make a point to continue to cut down on swearing. Beautiful. And we'll see if other people notice. Speaking of cutting down, I haven't had a cigarette today. Woo! So I'm trying to join you, sir. I'm trying to cut back on all those... The vices, the things that make me dirty, Ooh. you know what I mean? Those dark, disgusting habits of mine. I know. I am 147 days and two hours cigarette-free. Okay, so tell me about your lungs. Honestly, I can't always tell, like, in a daily life, like a daily, daily life, daily moment. I, well, I don't know what the fuck. It's not something you think for. about all the time. No, I do. I think about it all the time. I don't notice a huge difference Moment by moment. Sure. I notice when I'm exercising, mm -hmm. um, I have no more smoker's cough. So that's like the thing I notice is I See, would always that would be, like, be a big thing for me is that I'm constantly like. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's really gross. Yeah. Not when you do it. I, but I mean, like for me, just to be coughing. Sure. Um, I would also wake up in the night and feel like I was drowning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And have like shit in your lungs that you have to cough up i feel that most like at the very end of the day mm, like mm -hmm. when i'm like getting like into bed and i'm laying there watching tv or whatever and i feel like a heaviness in my chest i'm like Ugh, and all of a sudden it's gross. like ew there's shit in here yeah yeah and what else do i notice um when i'm bored when i'm driving mm. but it's like hills and valleys sometimes i like don't care that i don't smoke and then mm. other times i'm like i need a fucking cigarette right now yeah but that's not an option for me anymore. But my voice sounds way different. So I doubt other people can hear it. But mm -hmm. again, when I was listening to our podcast episodes, I was like, oh, my God, I sound hmm. way different to me than I did last season. I wonder if your singing range has improved. I feel like my singing has improved probably because I have the lung capacity yeah. to sing. Mm. Mm -hmm. Love it. But I'm so not karaoke sometime to... soon or? Well, please. As long as it's before 10 p.m. Yes. <laughs> now you go to bed at 10 p.m. too. So we got to we got to hit MoCo exactly. at about 7.30. Right. We have like a window of like 30 minutes to sing before we have to get home and get back into bed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because if okay. I wait too long at night, my voice like <laughs> drops several octaves anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Now I that am we've caught up with though. each other. Thank you. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. Thanks. Anyway, we have a very special guest here today. Yes. Yes. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, Robin. She is a beautiful black queen, a sister. Stunning. A goddess. Yes. A professional. Ooh. Ooh. Dr. Candace Briggs, psychologist and mental health consultant. Come on down, Candace. Ooh. Welcome. Thank you. You We're guys just. 
listen, that intro. I'm like, I might need to have that intro again as I come out. We'll make Thank you a you. recording. You can just use it. Please, right. We'll just please. gas you up anytime you need. Just give us a call. Please, please give me a call. It's such a pleasure to even just be in the space. Well, we're so uh, we're so happy to have you. Yes, we yes. are. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you. And I just wanted to say just your whole vibe right now interaction just made me even more excited to be here. Um, I don't even know what I think we talked briefly what we were going to talk about, but I am so open right now because you guys just, oh. I don't know. It's just like this comfort vibe. I'm like, what? Yes. what? This is a whole different type of podcast. So, yes, let's get into Yay. it. I yes. love that. What I didn't tell you about Candice is that she's also a yoga teacher. Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so, well, she duh. knows Darcy. Oh. Yes. Uh, yes, who, uh, who trained me. I love Darcy. Yes. She's love amazing. Darcy. She's amazing. Mm. So, yeah, I just became a certified yoga instructor. I want to say that, actually, you you have motivated me, Sarah. So I just Aww. wanted to say that um, she has this amazing, what, on Sundays, yes. yoga for people of color, which mm-hmm. I was very happy to be there but yes yes, this practice has really opened me up to people that Mm. I didn't even know Mm -hmm. I would really connect with and so yeah I'm just awesome with that oh just a little bit about me just to say hey y'all I just want to say I'm originally from California but Iowa is always say is my second home I've been here Mm -hmm. I know when people (laughs) say that I'm like why not I was like what a field of dreams field of opportunities yeah Um, Mm-hmm. And I've actually kind of made my sting up many years ago, um, but came back to teach and also provide mental health consulting serv- services. I'm a certified school psychologist, so I'm always in the field of advocating for youth mm-hmm. and families. Um, but yeah, and then on my other spare time, as people know, I'm always into wellness and just figuring out spaces and ways that we can really just rejuvenate our mind, body, and spirit. Um and then I'm also just a giver of good vibes, y'all. So if you ever <laughs> just want to have good vibes, good energy, I'm always trying to bring that, whether it's through, like, I do affirmation music, guided meditations, or even just having just some good, like, fellowship-like time right now. Totally. So, yeah. I will say you do <clears throat> radiate a very positive energy. And whenever I look at your social media, I'm like, oh, look at Candace. She's happy and positive. Yes. And then when I get on there, I'm like, Fucking fuck this shit. And I hate Listen, I, t- I tell people I'm loving life, but then I'm not at the same time. There's balance. Yeah. There's balance because mm-hmm. you might find on my stories, hey, nuck if you bug. But at the same time, yeah, I do try to bring because I always say whatever you put out is what comes back to you. So sure. I, I, I believe in just putting out the things I want to see, the things I feel good to me mm-hmm. and hopes that, you know, that same thing comes back to me, so. Well, it seems like there's a lot of, like, healing energy, right? That yeah. the, like, we're kind of approaching, or I guess in, in your life, that there's, like, a lot of holistic, you know, a holistic approach to, like, health and yes, wellness yes. and well-being, you know? That, like, joy is such a part of that. Community is a huge part of that. Absolutely. Um, I think yoga, the way that it kind of combines a physical wellness as well as a mental wellness, you know? And then, of course, your the mental health, like, the, the therapy, right? And yeah. all of those things go together for me. So, that, like, it yeah. makes me excited that, like, that's something that, like, you carry with you, you know, in your day-to-day life, but also the way that you've made that into your career, too. Yeah, and I will say that was not always mm. like that. And I think that as a... 
I will say this. I'm not your traditional therapist. I'm not your traditional mm-hmm. school psychologist. Um, it did take my own like healing to get to a space where I realized we cannot just separate just doing therapy and not mm-hmm. looking at the whole body, mind, and spirit. And a lot of times in traditional therapy, they're not looking at, you know, how do you feel? What are you eating? Did you sleep? You mm-hmm. know, um, what's your connection to whatever higher power you believe in? You know, right. um, we don't always think, and like you said before, your community. Mm-hmm. The community yeah. is so important. And I think we could probably realize that even in the pandemic, you know, when we were all kind of like forced to be isolated, how that impacted our oh just God, people, yeah. right? Definitely. Our mental health was just mm-hmm. like my goodness so all of those components is something that within the last couple of years I've been trying to really you know embody in myself but also share that and try to teach that to people totally. what made you realize that a more holistic approach was something you wanted to take because yeah. you mentioned you kind of transitioned into that in the past couple of years yeah I listen and I always told people I'm the person who had to learn the lesson to get the whole experience. Sure. Yeah. So um, I will say this. I I also have a lot of experience working in different um, spaces uh, in my past, I don't know, what, my other lifetime. I was a forensic psychologist. And when I was working wow. in that field, ooh. I know when you hear it, you're like, ooh. I'm like, you know, <laughs> That's what I was thinking, yeah. right? And it was some crazy stuff that was going on. And it was also some stuff where I felt like, you know, this is a vulnerable population. People don't understand mm. the extent of people who may commit crimes, um, but maybe are not, re- you know, guilty by reason of insanity or these things. I say mm. this because I was dealing with a lot of trauma, you know, mm. when I think about the people mm. I helped. And I was such a giver and nurturer. And I know a lot of us can probably relate. You know, Mm -hmm. you give, you want to support. And I was doing that at a thousand, okay? I was on call. I was just working late nights. I was doing above and beyond my job. And I was neglecting myself, which took me into the hospital, okay? I had to be rushed to the hospital. I fell out. Um, They couldn't really figure out what was going on. Mm -hmm. But when I looked at the physical symptoms and just my overall stress, hair falling out. That's a whole nother story. We can talk about hair stories. Mm. But just everything that really made me have to sit down. I went on medical leave. And once I went on medical leave was the time I had to really look at myself and say, what is going on with Mm. you? You know, because even though I was teaching and preaching this, oh, take care of your mental health and go to therapy and everything else, it was something missing. I was over 230 pounds. No offense to anybody, but I am 5'2", and I was the heaviest I'd ever been. Like, imagine that. Listen, I was the heaviest I ever been, and I was a pescatarian. I was doing all the, Mm -hmm. you know, the the health things. But one thing I wasn't doing was loving myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't love myself when I realized... I was so quick to give, and I didn't care about me at all. Mm -hmm. I didn't care about taking care of myself mentally. Like, I wasn't seeing a good therapist at the time. You know, I wasn't physically active doing those things. I wasn't speaking positive things in myself. Um, I got into acupuncture, which is another holistic way of doing things. Mm -hmm. And I went to my first guided meditation um, slash yoga movement, which really made me feel like, wow, I need to be in touch with my body. Mm -hmm. Um, And then started looking at the foods I ate. I'm not going to say everybody should be vegan. No, I'm not. I always tell people I'm vegan-ish. I I, I still (laughs) like some of the dairy and all these things. But I started looking at food differently of like, how does this food help me heal? 
How does this food mm-hmm. make me feel after I eat it? How do I, you know? And once I started doing that, I literally evolved. So I tell people when they look at my pictures, I'm like, look at me from five years ago and, and going up. Like, I am not a person that is perfect. I am not a person that is beyond of, like, needing help. Mm-hmm. But I tell people it wasn't until I changed the way I felt about me is when mm-hmm. things started rolling. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's one of those things, you know, <clears throat> totally. it's journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. a matter of perspective, right? Like changing the way that you kind of give and give and give. Right. But then also realizing that you also have to give back to yourself. Too. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup, right? It, hello? Let it overflow. And yeah. I don't know, we were so quick to just poor, poor, poor. And, you know, and I'm not a parent, but I'm going to say this because I know, like, when I think about just parents of one population that always says like but I have to put my kids before me I have to put every you know and I'm like at the same time how do you show up for your kids is important Mm -hmm. and if you're not well if you're not feeling your best self if you're not taking what role and role model are you showing your kids right and Mm -hmm. how can you be there for your kids so I always say prioritizing you is prioritizing your family it is prioritizing Mm -hmm. the people around you you know yeah I think that's something too yeah Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's important, you know, and I think this happens whether you have kids or not, that like this idea of like taking care of yourself is a selfish thing. Yeah. Mm. And right. I, and I have to like let that go, mm-hmm. you know, because taking care of yourself, especially if you're somebody who's in a situation where you have kids or you have people that you're taking care of, you have to take care of yourself because if you don't, you're going to end up in a situation like you did, right, Candace, yeah. where you like end up in the hospital. Yeah. You're not taking care of yourself. Like something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to fall through. Right. And then you, you won't know. be able to take care of anyone. Exactly. Right. And then the mm-hmm. person that you're taking care of are going to be in a situation because they don't have you to take mm-hmm. care of them. So it's like it's a it's a part of this situation where you have to take care of yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And sometimes it takes those situations where, you know, you do end up in the hospital to like, figure it out. Yeah, you know. yeah. It's like you don't want to get to that point. No, ideally but, not. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, hard-headed people like me mm-hmm. and not just recognizing those small signs, it, it can impact. Even in relationships, I'll even say that. I'm going to put all my business out there, am I? Like, uh, I noticed how I was interacting in my intimate relationships, my coworker relationships, French, like, mm-hmm. The, the the lack of care that was not, you know, that I wasn't taking care of me really did impact those two. So I like to tell people, like, it's not just about the physical, you know, the mental. You literally, when you're not taking care of yourself, that can even impact, to, like, how do you show up in your relationships? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the hardships that you're experiencing in your life. Yeah, you know? it's all related. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All yeah. those things impact each other. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I feel like Caleb and I are kind of... My words are not coming to me today, but we're both healing from our Mm. burnout. Um, Mm. I know that I have really taken a look at who I was six months ago before I quit my full-time job. Caleb is in a similar situation Mm. where he had extreme burnout from his previous full-time job. And I think we've both noticed the ways that um, even that shift has impacted every other area of our lives um, once we transitioned and started really focusing on ourselves and making sure our own little cup was full. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it, it, for our, for my position, anyway, I'm not going to speak for you, Sarah, but I think um, in terms of my healing, uh, that job itself wasn't a bad job. 
Yeah. You know, it was, I guess, the way that I was acting in it and the way that I feel like I was giving of myself too much. I was mm. pouring and pouring and pouring right. until there was nothing left. Right. You know, and then I kind of had this mental breakdown and it was really hard. Yeah. You know, where I felt like I lost so much. Um, you know, I quit my job. I, um, you know, I acted out. I went on it like a crazy bender. I like was trying to cope, yeah. you know, with this mm-hmm. like mental agony, you yeah. know, of just feeling completely depleted yeah and now like on the flip side having been done with that and moved on from that for I think about seven months now I think there's just been this definite like healing Mm. and the like my perspective on life and my perspective on um being a healthy version of myself uh a robust version of myself has completely changed yeah you know like I've been able to you know um invest and commit more to my yoga practice. Um, I've gotten back into therapy. Um, You know, my community feels like my relationships feel a lot deeper. Like I I have a lot more like, um, I don't know, space, time, emotional energy to give to my relationships and to my community and to, you know, the things that keep me well and happy and healthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say, because you both mentioned like leaving, I dabbled in the I still am dabbling in the entrepreneurship role but I always say is there like a grieving process mm-hmm. you know when you're like you I always tell people like healing gets so ugly mm-hmm. and it's uncomfortable and it's not pretty mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like yeah you're leaving things you know that is not serving you but at the same time you're stepping into something that you've never done, and that can yeah. be sometimes like, my God, it can like, be scary, shit. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, or surreal, you know. It's a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at and I'm so looking at you guys of of just even having this podcast. Like, I the the freedom of speech and speaking your truth and and just mm. letting people hear your stories is like whoa, you know. And so I just just wonder if like how you got. I've just my perspective of thinking of you guys because I know I'm the guest on the show, but now I'm just thinking you inspired me when you said that, like, you left something and you are just started anew. Mm -hmm. That is one thing that I'm still working through, and I don't know if there was just something that helps or feels great to keep going on that because I'm like, at my perspective is, like, does the community have to support you? Do you have to have those things? Does it make it easier mm. for people? Because there's a lot of people who... Yeah. I think yes and no for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky and I have really supportive people in my corner. But also, I realize some things you just have to do whether you have support or not. Mm. And I think I think that's a privilege, um, yeah. honestly, to have that mentality. Yeah. I know that a lot yeah. of people don't... Um, I don't know. It takes courage to start new, especially when you don't know what your future looks like. Yeah. And I just kind of have a I don't give a fuck attitude. Yes. Which really, oh, please. <laughs> that yeah. really came in handy when I made my life change. Yeah. yeah. But also you were kind of going through. I mean, mm. you're obviously one of my biggest supporters in life. Oh, yeah. You know it. I know. I love you and appreciate that. I love you. So it's kind of nice even being able to look at Caleb, who is like a couple steps ahead of me in all of this like life change stuff to be like, okay, I've been encouraging Caleb for the past couple months. Now it's time for you to do the same thing. And you have Mm. always been encouraging. So I think 
that's great. Yeah. And I think, you know, back to a point that you brought up, too, is that there's a grieving period, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, in these transitions. And that's something that we've actually even talked about, I think, on our first episode of the season, that there's in transition and in healing that there is a process of grieving, you mm-hmm. know, what was or, you know. Uh, what you're leaving behind. And I think that's important to do to like to lay it to rest. Yeah. Right. But that I think that gives you the freedom to move forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that I think if anything, just like lays the foundation for what, what is moving forward, you know, honoring what was yeah. on and honoring why it didn't work. Yeah. You know, giving, you know, space to that. Um, but I think, you know, it does take a lot of courage to step out into the unknown yeah. You know, and I think, yeah. you know, so I don't think that I could have done it without my community support. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there were some people who didn't quite get it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and There's who were worried about haters. me, yeah. you know, but I think it came from a place of love, you know, and of like, you know, care, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, I had to do what was right for me and I knew what was right for me. And it was yeah. and it was not that. Right. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't know exactly what direction I'm going. And I still don't really know. I'm still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we all? Yes. But, forever. you know, I started doing the next couple of things that I knew were right for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like getting back into therapy, um, reacquainting my love for hospitality, yeah. you know, and uh, reacquainting myself with my love for holistic health. Like going back and like teaching yoga classes again because I had that dropped off, you know, because I, I felt depleted, you know, the. the that last job took so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but like therapy for me has been a huge thing. And it's been mm-hmm. great because I think the therapist that I have has worked with me um, to uh, like, because my entrance, all that kind of stuff is like been this whole disaster through losing my oh job. Oh my gosh. Uh, I know, right? I can have a little <laughs> talk about just right. So this barriers is the, so to these access. are some of the things yeah. that we want to talk about, right? right? Um, is that my therapist meets with me once a month. Um, we've budgeted it out with me. She helped me figure that out. Um, and then also, uh, like I'm working with a payment plan, you know, for, and so it's become like this relationship that I was able to reestablish with her because everything was kind of falling apart. Yeah. You know, my therapist was really great. And so like, I'm really grateful for people in that profession like you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then grateful for people who are willing to give you like, options for access yes. because I think sometimes yeah. that is the barrier for a lot of people who mm-hmm. are seeking mental health services whether you know does your insurance cover and certain insurances and there's a lot of therapy or mental health um, agencies out there that don't accept certain insurances right. and it does limit you know the availability mm-hmm. and the lack of professionals that are in the field right yeah. and this is my challenge and also my charge to myself of getting more people involved and recruiting more people in this field because it is so important um, for our community when we're thinking about just our overall healing, but Mm. just thriving on the day to day. Sure. So yeah. So you, sorry to bring this back, but you work in a school. So I actually don't work in a school right now, but I contract with schools. And so when I contract with schools, I provide, um, whether it's professional development training for Mm -hmm. teachers um, just on best practices and how to work with kids with learning differences, or I also provide um, individual counseling, group counseling and psychological testing, or I'll say psychoeducational testing for kids Mm. who might um, be eligible for special education services. So I do that. Um, But in addition, my main goal is advocacy too. So I do help families advocate for kids who might need special services and support while they're in school learning. 
Um, and then also offering parent support and training for kid, for parents who just need that additional support when raising little ones and totally. how to, you know, respond to certain things as they're developing. So, hmm. yeah, important yeah. Work. yeah. Yeah. What do you see as like the biggest challenge in that work? I would say the biggest challenge is probably looking at parents are, I think people just not knowing what their resources and supports are and then what their rights are when it comes to just mental health support services and education. Because like we talked about before, like insurances, that's another avenue to get support and mental health support. But also the school system can also offer that, especially if there is something um, like a child is maybe um, dealing with some, you know, emotions or things that is impacting their learning. Well, there is support and services that can be offered with the schools. And sometimes schools um, aren't doing, I wouldn't say aren't doing a good job, but they may not always be open to seeing what resources are in their community to mm. partner and collaborate. Um, a lot of schools will say, well, we don't have a therapist at our school or we don't have these counselors. We don't have enough. Right. And I always say, well, there is how many universities and, it, you know, there's so many um school psychologists and other therapists in training who would love to have, you know, support mm. for schools, you know, mm. that particularly want to specialize in working with children. So I think it's a it's we have to do a better job of like partnering with each other, collaborating with each other, talking and connecting with each other so mm. that it doesn't feel like, yeah, we don't have enough to provide for the community. I just think we're not um, always effectively using our resources the best of our ability <laughs> so that we can yeah. give access where, you know, there's those gaps and holes. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, and that's where I come in. I, I am that person. I've tried to, you know, offer support and services in the community. Um, last summer, like I said, I worked in the Cedar Rapids community mm -hmm. offering girl circle groups, um, uh, just out of the love of my heart, but, you know, hopefully getting funding for this year, but just because there was a need, you know, mm -hmm. girls struggle with, you know, identity and, and adolescent stuff and also getting yeah, connecting. Body image issues. Yeah, yeah connecting with things. each yeah. other. Yeah, and getting along. And how do we, you know, build that relationship with each other? So there's things that I know I always say, if I have a problem, I have to figure out what are some things that I can do to, to you know, somewhat resolve it sure. maybe not it'll take a couple of years yeah. yeah what are some things that we could be doing so as much as i want to complain about there's a lot of issues i do want to be also <laughs> all honest about the fact that there's just a lot of ways we can all work together to make it happen too totally well i would love to hear more about the ways you think we can work together but let's take a quick break and when we come back we will have more dr candace briggs right here on othered <laughs> We are. We're back. We're back with Dr. Candace Briggs right here on Other. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a really weird day. I am. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know, but it's just like, I don't know. There's an awkwardness that I feel like I'm just kind of enjoying, you know, that I, yeah. It is it just with you or is it yeah, with other people? Yeah, it's like people? in myself. It's okay. like in my body <laughs> where I feel awkward and... <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So there's that. All right. Well, thanks for coming back. Yeah, we're here. We're still here. Thanks for listening still. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening still. Anyway, before we took a break, we were talking with Candace about um, things that need fixed in the therapy world, I guess, access to mm. mental health services, um, yeah. ways that we could improve the resources that are available. And we wanted to talk more about that. And then Robin brought up a good point about her son. Is this okay if I mention this? That her son is just now getting involved in the special education world um, at a local school. And Candace got all <laughs> passionate <laughs> about that. Yeah. And I just, I like this conversation too. It's a good one. It's important. Yeah. So what are some more things that you think prevent people from pursuing mental health services? Yeah, I think the other thing that prevents people, I think, is just, well, I think we talked a little bit about just access, and then we talked about, did we talk about stigma? Of we just not. The no. stigma of like, oh, if I'm seeking support, then there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Um, right, like if you're getting therapy, then there's something wrong. Yeah, so I don't know if that means like, hey, I'm also thinking in my mind, I always told people, if they're not going to get help for something that we've readily recognized as a problem, who's crazy right now? Mm-hmm. To, who's crazy in the sense of, you know, not to put out there like calling people crazy, but that's, you know, that stigma of like, you're crazy if you're going to see people. And then therapy, this th- idea that you have to be on the couch and telling your deepest, darkest secrets. And, you know, there's just this person on the side who's like staring you down. And like, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of reasons I feel like that should be now um and if there's not i'm hoping that i'm helping them with that and other mental health providers really just kind of uh taking away that old myth of like therapy is not for you or therapy should look like this like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to therapy is what you make it and i feel like people should own that and saying that this is your therapy session i always say that to my clients like this is your session not mine so meaning feedback of maybe you don't vibe with that therapist mm-hmm. that's another mm-hmm. thing I tell mm-hmm. people it's just like a good hairstylist you don't let everybody touch your hair uh you don't let everybody you know in mm-hmm. your safe space right yeah. so you right. have to have that connection and it's okay if you may need to go through a couple of interviews or a couple of sessions to figure out which therapist is best for you. Right. I think that's yeah. hard for people because I know I've seen a large gamut of therapists in the past several decades of pursuing therapy. And there are some that I like, you know, way better than others. It took me 20 years of therapy to find a woman of color. Mm. And I feel like I'm getting out of therapy now what I wished I would have received 10, 15 years ago, but also because of all the therapy I've taken, I understand how to get out of it what I need by putting in something that will totally help my therapist actually help me. Right. But I think a lot of people go to therapy for the first time and they're like, I hated it. And it's like, okay, well, it's <laughs> it's like a yeah. date. You, yeah. Nothing happens right. on the first date, right? Mm-hmm. You're right. trying to figure out if that's someone you actually want to have a second date with. Right. And if not, 
don't just stop dating and like never leave the house again. You need to find someone else to mm-hmm. um, work with. But that's really discouraging for yeah. people, I think. Yeah. And I think there's a misconception, too, about what therapy is, mm-hmm. you know, um, or a misconce- misconception about what therapists do. Right. <clears throat> like what the goal of therapy is, you know, and there's also... I think to add to, you know, the kind of overwhelming nature of it, there's that there's so many, so many modalities mm-hmm. yeah. of therapy. Yeah. You know, so many therapists who practice a certain kind exactly. of therapy, you yeah. know, and have yes. different focuses and uh, methods, methodologies, whatever, Absolutely. you know, <clears throat> so there's a lot to like unpack there, you know, and so as a person who's never gotten therapy before, mm-hmm. looking, thinking like maybe... I should seek out therapy and they're trying to get past the stigma. Right. Right. Of right. like even looking for help feels like a weakness or that I'm admitting defeat or something, you know, that can be so overwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you put a good point of like every therapist is not going to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. I am not for everybody. And I think I really let, you know, the client clients that I serve are a reflection of the kinds of services that they want. And I think it's important to know, like, for example, I'm just, when you said that, it made me think of like, where do you go to even just start if you wanted to like mm-hmm. figure out this stuff? And I'm like, the easiest thing I do, I would say is psychology today. Psychology yeah. today, mm-hmm. it's an easy tool where you can even look to see, you know, what their specialties are, what kinds of clients they serve, when they got their credentials, all of that background information, which to me gives you a little bit more control and power of like what therapist is like looking like a best fit for you. Mm -hmm. And then you can still do a, sometimes they offer like 15 minute consultations, you know, just Mm -hmm. to even see if this is a vibe, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I do think it's important (laughs) when you're thinking about like therapy is that it doesn't have to look like what you feel maybe a traditional office space look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, now with the technology, we got virtual therapists, which mm-hmm. again is very helpful for access. Oh yeah, and I get those advertisements all the time. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. When I'm scrolling through the reels on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, they're like, betterhelp.com. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, okay, I think that's great though, you know, especially when um, when the world was, you know, shut down for COVID, it was mm-hmm. essential for people to get therapy still too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, Psychology Today, that's a, a magazine, but they have the we- this website they that have has the a webs- resource. Yes. Right. And that you, you can, could find therapists yep. in your area with, and you can add different filters for mm-hmm. certain things that you're looking for. Even a, a therapist of color, which I will say there is, um, well, I know one in my mind, it's like Therapy Black Girls or the Association of Black Psychologists. I love that um, podcast. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. It is so great. It's it is so great. Favorites. It's so great. And so when you think of that, I, I do think that there's just, first of all, there's just a limited number of therapists of color. And mm-hmm. so I do think looking at some of those engines that really focuses on those needs is helpful, especially if that's what you want. Um, mm-hmm. But again, again, back to my charge to myself is really also um, getting more, putting the word out there and spreading the knowledge with other, you know, mental health professionals I know of color to build community. Mm-hmm. And that's again, it goes back to like, how do we heal? We cannot heal in isolation, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We heal in community. So once we kind of build that network so that there are more support and services, like you said, even in places like Iowa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Candace, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, you know, and Sarah's brought this up too. Like it took you so long to find a therapist of color. Yes. Um, do you find that 
I guess because there's you know not as many people of color who are practicing that medicine, right? That kind of health um, healthcare. Are there? You think there's less people of color, you know, looking for that kind of yeah. wellness and healthcare? Like, where do you feel like that correlation exists, and why is that the case? And is that a matter of stigma? Is that like a cultural like yeah. misunderstanding of what? Well, I, I, is, or? I think it's it's a couple of layers because I'm like, if we think about systematic racism, we can prick that right. In there. No, yeah, let's um, bring that up, right? How about I? I'm gonna <clears throat> use my story just because. It's easier so that I don't have to put nobody else out there. <laughs> put everyone else out there. I'm gonna yeah. put everybody. But I'll say this: like, there's a there's an issue with the fact that yes, there isn't a lot of providers. But when I see, I used to um, be a visiting professor at Howard University, which is historically black college and mm-hmm. university, which is, produces the largest number of black doctors in the U.S. Probably in the world, I want to say. But they have it to where they are cultivating more people of color into these fields, right? But at the same time, when we go out into other areas, who is hiring these people of Mm. color, Mm. right? Um, In my own journey, people will look at my credentials and my CV and they'll be like, oh, my God, people should be trying to hire you. People should be doing this. Well, a lot of time organizations and things are not interested in always recruiting and retaining or yeah, with the retention rates of people of color. I have mm-hmm. seen it happen in multiple organizations mm-hmm. where they have their population is mostly people of color. The clients that they serve is mostly people of color, but yet their staff is not reflective of that at all. Yeah. And so then it goes into, well, there is a recruitment and things, but I'm like, but if your community that you serve has you know people of color how is it that we don't have any and it's because they because we do mm-hmm. and it's because people are so that's one thing about just different structures and and that twofold um but i guess it kind of goes back in again to how people of color are seeing traditional ways of providing services mm. um I will I will admit I went to you know the University of Iowa which I love University of Iowa but it's still a westernized way of looking at therapy. It's totally. still a, the way practices. So even when I'm teaching multicultural counseling, I always look at the perspective of um, different theories and holistic wellness approaches that may not be written in the books, mm-hmm. but or through experiential experience, right? The, the things that you see on a day to day. So it kind of goes back to my. Uh, notion of like why we don't have a lot of research with people of color is because we're not writing about it we're not talking Mm. about it and showing the data but it kind of goes back to that trust we don't know what works for us because we haven't really been publicized it out there and Mm. then additionally we are not um, always open to looking at what's working in our communities and um, actually writing and publishing about it so Culturally, I think there's just some gaps in how we do approaches sure. with therapy, which kind of makes it very much difficult for people to like relate at times, mm. which is why I even had to, you know, evolve myself and say, what are some other things that I can do for therapy? Maybe talk therapy is not always a great way for people to release their traumas in here. Like maybe mm-hmm. maybe it is yoga. Maybe it's physical exercise. Right. Maybe it mm-hmm. is um, through art. Maybe it is through music. Maybe you know. But teaching that in a way that can you know be the norm would also increase the likelihood of marginalized communities and people of color 
to gravitate to access that. I don't know if I got off topic, but I probably did. Well, I think it's, well, like you said, it's multi-layered. Right? Yeah. So there's a it's lot so, of things going on it's, there. It's, yeah, it's like, where where do we fall? Because I've been in Iowa and people be like, well, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done this? Well, I'm also a person that is going to speak the truth. I'm probably a rebel at heart, meaning that I will probably say the things that people are uncomfortable saying. I'll probably hold mm. people accountable when they don't want to be held accountable. Speaking truth to power. Yeah, yeah. and a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. A lot of people of look at me like, you know what? <laughs> she don't need to be up in this space talking Take to all this. Take her microphone away. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and they will. And yep. they will. Yep. And if I don't have people who you know, gratefully, God has really blessed me to have some people who do support me. And I, you know, when I do get those run into those people who aren't, you know, aligned to understanding the greater good of the community. But it is difficult out there. Mm -hmm. And I know I don't know if other, you know, people who can relate, but me being a woman of color and the positions that I have had has not been always easy. And it's not always been a great space and welcoming space for even me to want to do the work that I know I can do for people. So sure. it's, yeah, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Wow. I know. I mm -hmm. went there. I did. No, I, got, no, that's, I like that's I went what this all the way. For. I'm like, oh, do I go all the way? Wow. I mean, I've been, I, I jokingly say I've been blackballed, but I have been in spaces where people have brought lawyers and attorneys to meetings because they didn't like the fact that I brought up the fact that I thought they were doing not best practices for kids of color when it came to assessments in schools or that I felt that, you know, they were mishandling um, families who weren't uh, English was not their first language, sure. but they were not, you know, properly giving them their rights and privileges when it comes to their kids in education. And when people realize that I am like making parents, you know, like ask questions mm -hmm. and, they have, you know, You're holding they, the system accountable. Oh right? my gosh. Oh. It's like, get rid of her fast. Mm -hmm. um, she's also trying to change things. She's oh, yes. also trying to create. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> right? right? Is she connecting with people in the community too? Oh my God. She's such a, you know. Who gave her the right? Exactly. And <laughs> the that's, audacity. and I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> what the heck? So it's, it's, it's a level of where I had to be very strong. But when I find my tribe, which I'm, I'm slowly finding, mm -hmm. I think when you find the people who are connecting and using your privilege because we all have privilege I have privilege in, in being in the spaces at the University of Iowa and can talk to people that maybe other people can't right when we use sure. our privilege to help others I think that's where we can all kind of align so I'm I, I'll say this I'm not jaded yet y'all I'm not jaded yet right. I'm still good. I'm still feeling <laughs> good feelings and I'm still hopeful because I meet people especially even like you guys here even this platform just gives me, again, um, the support and freedom to really say the things that need to be said. So, mm. yeah. Good. I'm glad. I, we talk a lot about how we can use our own personal privilege to help marginalized communities. So I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah. It's important. And I think we need way more... Um, people of color in the roles that you find yourself in too. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I know when I asked my doctor for a recommendation for um, a therapist who was preferably a woman, but someone of color, she had two referrals for me. And if I would have asked her for a female care provider um, 
and I left race out of it, she would yeah. have had a laundry list of yeah. white women yeah. who I could go see. Mm-hmm. And it's a little discouraging, yeah. but I really want people to stay, like keep after it. Don't mm-hmm. just don't take the easy way out. Um, yeah. Same thing with advocating for yourself or for your children in school. Keep asking questions. And if it doesn't sound right, ask someone else or ask Please. more questions so that you can find what you need. Um, exactly. And people aren't always going to give you what you need. They're going to give you what's easy to give. and That's very true. Yes, what causes the least amount of waves. Yeah. So I love that you're just out here pushing boundaries. I try to push boundaries. I try to push boundaries. And and again, it's not always easy. But again, I think building community is so important. So you don't feel like you're all there alone by yourself. Like um, going back, I hope we do recruit more and retain. It's the retention, too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking to all the people who have organizations out there that is hiring mental health professionals. If you want people of color you know how to do it. Let's not be, I mean, I'm I'm just going to say it because the mm-hmm. University of Iowa was great about recruitment and retention when it came to recruiting a lot of international and um, students of color just across the U.S. to go into different graduate programs. The same approach can be when you want to foster and nurture people to be in your education systems, to be in your hospitals, to be, we know how to do it. And if y'all don't know how to do it, hire me, Dr. Kansas. But like, you, you we know yeah. how to do it. It's just that we got to have, that's why I said sometimes people are like afraid to speak up when things aren't going. Like when I was in these schools getting, you know, talked about and people basically ridiculed, the, the, the thing that was most painful was watching my coworkers watch it happen. You mm. see what I'm saying? So like it's one of those things where sometimes it is just, you being the person to say, no, that's not right. Mm-hmm, or, sure. you know what, actually, let me help with this. I can, it, the littlest things, because they can't, things change happens when we all literally, I know it's like cliche, but literally work together. Yeah. So I think it's about, you know, people feeling comfortable in the MO, the modus operandi, right? That like change upsets things and rocks yes, the boat. Does. And I think, you know, conversations about race or, you know, sexual orientation, these mm-hmm. things are like, you know, hot button issues right now. And I think it makes a lot of people uncomfortable because they're afraid of like making a wrong step or saying the wrong thing. Right. You know, but it's, these are the things that we need to be talking about the issues we need to be tackling Yeah. because the communities are at risk. Like we're vulnerable and and we have been vulnerable. Yeah. And so we need as much help as possible. And so we need people like you, people like my therapist who caters to the LGBTQ community. We need mental health providers like you guys in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because our communities are struggling. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to make mistakes. Exactly. Like we're so scared of like, I used to tell my students, I will probably offend you not because I'm trying to and I'm so sorry. Like, apologies, but you can always check me. Yeah, we're all Follow learning. Up. Right. You have like, to make a mistake in order to learn. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Come on. How do we know? That's how we things? grow. Exactly. Right? Is by making mistakes and learning from them. Yes. Yes. You know. So I just agree that like if we're just comfortable with the idea that we're going to quote unquote fuck up, mm-hmm. we're going to do it. Yeah. But at the same time, we can have communication, talk to each other and love each other at the same time. You know? Yeah. Um, it's it's more about that. I've been in. I'm now okay with trying to be in an uncomfortable spaces, and mm-hmm. and sometimes I think we all need to sit in that and be okay with that, and know that that's a part of the process. 
Yes, just because yeah. you're uncomfortable doesn't mean you're going to die. Right. Right. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like too. it, though. It's like you're going to die. <laughs> yes. Right, right. It's like a yoga pose. Right. right. Oh, yeah. I hate oh it God. here. Oh, my God. You can sit in that, and Some you're going to be fine. Some of those poses that Darcy puts See? me in. Oh. Listen. Yes, I agree. Darcy, we're bringing you up. Damn it, right. Darcy. <laughs> Love you, Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and I'm doing yin. I'm actually doing yin training. So you, when you said Ooh, that, yes. I was like, oh, that is mm. going to be, yes, going to be my first time doing it. So when you said that I'm like, yes, I'm gonna learn it physically how to yeah, stay in those so poses. Beautiful. Okay, you, you say it's, that it's oh, okay. I mean, like, <laughs> mm, like frog pose, I can you know, frog pose can fuck off, but um, <laughs> it is such a good thing for your body, you know, it forces it you to be uncomfortable and to sit there, yeah, in mm -hmm. it. Um, find your edge and go there mm -hmm. and then stay there, <laughs> stay there for a really long right, time, right? For like five minutes, which feels like an hour, <laughs> right. Um, I I have a question for you, Candice. Uh, we're kind of you know closing up and wrapping up some of these like loose um, loose ends that we have. Is there anything that you feel like you need to say to you know the the wider community of the of the other listeners um, about where you're at and what you want for them to know, like about yeah. resources, about yeah, I don't know your mission. Oh gosh, so much. Um, I think. Uh I think my closing message, I would say, is just um, just remembering to prioritize you. Um, I think that's kind of like a theme I'm going to just say of like self-care and looking at holistic wellness, really holistically, like your mind, your body, your spirit um, and how that all intersects. Reaching out for support, knowing that therapy or any other resources can be divinely guided as best as it needs to for you. So you don't have to feel like you're in a, you know, this box thing. And then if you need to reach me, let's prayerfully say I should have a website at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that is my charge for myself. I am going to do that, but you can definitely, I do inspirational videos and, um, share resources all the time on my Instagram at Dr. Glam 3, D-R-G-L-A-N 3. Or you can also email me at drdr.candice.briggs at gmail.com. I'm always open to providing support and resources. If I don't know it, I'm always a person to figure it out, to at least give you something so that you can um, you help. In the right direction. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, but all the things I would just say, you know, just remember to prioritize your health. And yeah, I'm just sending lots of love and good vibes to everybody. Love we that. can feel it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. This I was, was like, I didn't know. Convo. This was so good. I want to look. I'm like, I want to come back. <laughs> I know. I, I feel could like have these kinds of conversations like all the time, all I day, know. every day. I think we need a resident psychologist. Right? Can like, we have like yeah. a part two with Candace? Or yes. Maybe like Please. a part three. I was gonna say like once a month. Yeah. Like a little check in. That's what yeah. I, I. I think that would be so great. Everybody do a mental health check in once a month and see how you guys are doing. Yeah. I still want to. I love like a question and answer type scenario. Oh. Oh, let's get into like, it. And I'm an Dr. expert at relationships, yeah. not because I'm married, but because I've been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through yeah. a lot, too, and I am oh. not a relationship expert. <laughs> right. I, I can tell you about all the, 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 the F-boy stories. I can tell you about those if, oh, if people are interested. Sure Caleb I, and I can I add a lot to, to that, too. That. That's like a 10-part <laughs> series right, in right. itself right there. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Yeah. I love it. Me too. <laughs> and I loved having yeah. you on. Thank you so mm. much Thank you. for Thank being you. here. Yeah, oh, Candace, yes. this has been a blessing. This has definitely been a blessing. You guys are awesome. Yes. Hashtag so blessed. Hashtag grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag live, laugh, laugh. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.